0: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. You like lists? Oh yeah. You like rock music? Oh yeah. Well, you're in luck, because we've got both. That's right. It's the top 10 albums of 2020. So prepare yourselves for a mega episode as Elsie and Baco count down each of their top 10 albums. Pay attention, people. lc and i'm joined as always with my rock and roll soulmate bucko how are you sir
1: you know what i'm uh, i'm great i'm a little busy i'm hiding some ballots and covering up uh some uh, controversy here Ooh, uh, i like it yeah. interesting just, just i'm i'm all about rigging stuff this year baby cool excellent uh, we're all working together <laughs> with us right not a lot of room in the basement though there's about uh, 18 million uh, uh trump votes down here
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you can just put, hide them behind your kiss barrels yes yeah yeah perfect i like it i mean who would ever suspect a man that has kiss barrels and highly votes (laughs) or that or that even votes or knows how to uh i don't
1: know anyway hey look we're all in on it man okay that's true okay well how are you how is uh is it still bitterly cold in denver because it's unseasonably warm here in the north star state Uh, no,
0: it's, it's, uh, it's, it's all right right now. Uh, basement's very cold. I'm, 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 I'm three layers right now. So during the the show, depending (laughs) if we're talking about Ted Nugent or something like that, I'll take a couple layers off and get all heated. So yeah, I'm excited. We're going to do our top 10, the definitive top 10 of any podcast,
1: right? Yeah, right. Uh, Yep. Damn straight. Uh, So we'll have my list, which is what basically is the proven one. And then yours, of course, will just be that wishy-washy mishmash of... I don't know. Mm. Basically, the same ten bands on yours. In- interesting. Yeah,
0: it's 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 funny you should say that <laughs> because, because this is this is the lifeblood of the show. This is what gets me going every day, and that is new yeah. rock and roll keeps me pumping, Baco. Yeah, but uh, no,
1: th- this episode is definitely uh, uh, more your cup of tea than mine. But it's always still fun to do, and and yeah, who doesn't like a, a list of things? That's right. People love lists. The internet is built on lists, lists and cats. So, but we should follow the internet's lead and not do ten. Let's do like thirteen for no reason. Mm, okay, we can tw- we can change it to nine right now. Mm. If you want to spice it up, cut one off. Twenty three years ago today, this record was released. <laughs> right. Oh, the, the fucking twenty third. That's the big one, baby. Listen, what do you what are you trying to fill content every day? You got to go.
0: So gotta
2: do something.
0: <laughs> you go, know, come on. It's, it's uh, there's ups and downs in the show too. Uh, so anyway, before we get going to the, on this. Last week I was at a business retreat and we were, and they all of a sudden it came up about a succession plan about about what's going to happen if, if if you know these three owners die in a plane class, crash going to Mexico because that's actually where they were going <laughs> that weekend.
1: Wait are you sure you weren't watching uh the second Triple X movie with uh Ice Cube because that's very similar to the plot of that movie. Mm, I still I, I, There's like I'm a not- laminate <laughs> Yeah, there's a laminated card. It's like, kill the president, kill the vice president. Kill, and it went down like five mm. people till this one guy was in charge. Ooh. So is that see, what you, well, are you sure? That, that sounds like what you're talking about to me.
0: Okay, so let me, uh, let me explain that again. I was watching Triple X. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> State Two, of the Union. The State of the Union and Ice Cube, yes? Yep. Okay. And uh, it, it occurred to me, we don't have a succession plan. And I, and I think this is important because, as you know, this it, in December, we're uh, uh, we're both of us are playing like you're going to go see the Mitch Malloy, uh, great white band live. And I'm going to go see one of the versions of L.A. Guns. Hmm. And what if all of a sudden we get COVID? We're dead. This is a very important thing to talk about, because the universe, everything is like the space time continuum. If wow. coercion and fire goes away. You know, our our genius won't be there. There's all these factors that could lead to people not being as happy, entertained. Uh, I mean, who would replace both of us? It's something Uh, to think about. I don't think we need an answer now, but I think it's very important we talk about this for
1: 2021. uh, Yeah, we really do need to start putting some in order. But I got to be honest with you off the top of my head. I don't think anybody has the same qualifications that you and I do.
0: I'm not sure. I mean, I figured you would say it very easy because you would say all I need is somebody else to speak, and I write all your material anyway, Elsie. So you're good to go.
2: All oh, right. So
1: <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, see if Eddie Trunk wants it. <laughs> <laughs> or,
0: or I was thinking, conspiracy theory wise, mm. maybe Baco does have a succession plan, and all this grunge sidecast is is auditioning my replacement. <laughs>
3: What do you think?
1: You know that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I'm, while we're doing this whole episode, I'm going to put down, make my second top ten of the the te- top ten best guests on whatever. Never mind so far.
0: Or maybe Andy Shaw is auditioning for all podcasts and he's planning <laughs> yeah. on killing off many.
1: Yeah, if you, if you think about it, Andy Shaw probably is the, the go-to fill-in for anybody <laughs> that drops out. Right. That's right. A man that doesn't have a podcast but appears on all of them.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm 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 loving it. I think that is something we need to to hash out and uh, and maybe uh, bring to the light early in 2021.
0: Yeah, maybe you could, or with it with a name change. I mean, what if you just got a female host and just called it Cobras and Squish, which I don't think <laughs> would be a good would be a good name in 2021. I don't think that's gonna fly. Uh, but just another idea. Do you keep the same name? But we'll talk about this later. I think we need to put this down, document, and move forward. What say you? Yep. You want to get down to the list?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's end the suspense. People are waiting, man. Yes,
0: yes. So, uh, I just wanted to kind of begin with talking about that. That putting together the list for me this year was kind of odd because just like well, the first time in history that there wasn't any opportunity. Uh, to be serious for, for a second, there wasn't any mm-hmm. opportunity to hear any of this music live. And that's kind of the whole cycle of getting an album is you hear it. Then there's these handful of songs you hoped that they play and put on their set list and all these kind of things. And, I, and so it was, it, it actually led to me forgetting completely about actually some really big releases this year that I completely forgot about from earlier in the year because there wasn't, there were several concerts. I was thinking how many concerts were canceled how many concerts did you plan on going to this year probably? I have at least probably 10 from this list that I or or so, right? Oh,
1: I have no idea as far as this list. Um, I guess Well, in general, technically I was going to go see, well, I well, okay, I shouldn't say it cuz it's on there. There there's definitely one that that I was going to see that's on this list. Um, yep. and I don't know, it really would have depended on if any of these would have came around. There's probably two or three that I would have made the effort for sure. Probably more than that, but uh yeah. So, so none of only one that actually had a scheduled uh, date that got canceled. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: And one that I forgot about was one that even told a story about buying it, buying tickets for on the show. It's ridiculous. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and and you think about that too. um, Also, talking about that, just supporting artists and, and things like that. I don't think that the, the overall fallout of this year has has not shown as true colors yet. And what I mean by that is I am sure that there's going to be smaller tier acts, unfortunately, that will have to just break up next year because they've just tried to get through this yeah. year, you know, tours being canceled, things like that.
1: So I don't know. I, don't I mean, wha- the, the two and a half cents that uh, every artist got from you this year from streaming, just from you, I mean, yeah, yeah. that'll probably... You know-
0: it's funny. Over. It's 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 funny that you say that I beat uh, I beat jokes into the ground.
1: <laughs> you also have a big big hammer. Oh, right on. Uh, hey, I'm I'm trying to help the little guy. Okay, the little guy. I,
0: uh, but I, you know, I'm not even going to get into all this right now. But there's 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 flaws in your your whole uh, uh, soapbox stuff. Plus the fact that I bought. Six out of these ten, uh, you're, you're, you're definitely you're you're personalizing it way too much, the, but yeah. So, well, so, so, else, so, anything so, that you say, anything you say to me only has my viewpoint and only how I feel so about it. So, how many on your list did you actually physically buy? Six out of ten.
1: All right, so there's another six bucks for each artist, so, maybe. Wait, I want to
0: make sure, I want to make sure you understand this. Now, I just told you I spent money mm-hmm. on them. And now you're still putting it back. You're still insulting me for making that purchase.
3: No one cares, loose.
1: I was making a joke about how little Spotify pays the artists. I was not actually oh, uh, good, talking good, about. Re- yeah. or you know what? Whatever. I'm just saying you use Spotify, <laughs> so I use them. Streaming in general is a joke. Uh, th- th- that was the joke there. It wasn't loose cannon. Doesn't buy records. Uh, so. Right. Well, I that's, think that's, and that's, look, that's this it, year too. I, you know, like look, we, we've hammered it to death. I'm, I don't need to go further, but, but just to clarify, because there does seem to be some confusion, I think the only way any serious change makes is if people stop using it. Pie in the sky, never going to happen. You don't need to tell me the McRib isn't healthy. I already know these things just, I'm just saying. I'm doing my part. That's that's my soapbox. So, but yeah, you definitely contribute financially to these artists. Uh, I've never said anything different. Uh, so. By the way, it's it's
0: always entertaining when you get on your soapbox because on video you just you pop up a, a foot and a half. You have this.
1: You have yeah. one there. Good yeah. job. Well, it's actually a squatty potty that I use. But. <laughs> okay. <that's weird. laughs> Excellent. Um, but, hey, before but, yeah. we get into the top ten, I would because sure. uh, it sounds like, and, and maybe you can elaborate when I'm done here. But it sounds like you uh, you had a much easier time coming up with 10 albums that, that you strongly <laughs> care for. Um, the, I felt this year was very 2020 as far as the, the records on here. Uh, There's a lot of good records on here, but there is nothing on here that I felt like this will be something that sticks with me for a decade. You know, And that's kind of the measure that I'm putting that up against when I say stuff like that. You know, I mean, uh, and, and just to, to, to make it understand that this is not like a well, of course, like Guns N' Roses, you know, Appetite for Destruction will be, with with me, be with me forever. I was seventeen, that kind of stuff. Very recently, records like uh, Eloquent Demons, I still play that, you know, pretty regularly by Boba Flex. The first two uh, glorious sons. So, so there's some uh, there's some quick examples. Uh, are you trying to motion me? Okay, you want me to keep going? No, keep going. There's Sorry. a couple of quick examples of like newer bands that did have uh, stuff in the top ten that I felt, you know, th- they will be around forever. I just don't think anything like that on here. There was four that, that when I started making this list that stayed on it, and there was, I think, about 25 total records overall that I went through um, to kind of weed it down to 10. Uh, but, yeah, uh, as late as yesterday afternoon, it was sliding these things around. The The fact of the matter is, is there isn't a giant Difference between one and ten, and maybe that's okay, but like I said, these are all pretty good records. But uh, I mean, I had Ozzy Ordinary Man at number one at one point, that just shows you how this thing was sliding around.
0: Can I tell you that's a perfect point? I completely forgot Ozzy put out an album this year, hmm. that's not on my list. I com- that's that's not a knock on it, it's just the fact that there's an example, yeah. I don't know why I didn't remember that. So,
1: and look, I, I'm and I think that's a decent record, but I had it's it's flawed. You right. know, I have my issues with it. I wrote a review for it for Decibel Geek explaining all of it. But uh, And and the fact that that was even in consideration to be in the top five, much less the number one spot, well, yeah. just shows you how this list, for me, stacks up. And again, a lot of great music, but not a lot of great albums. And maybe that's just a sign that the album is going away. I don't know. Yeah. Do you want, with that said, do
0: you want to kind of hit some either ones that missed the mark for you or ones... How about we, we do some that, that missed the mark for you? Do you have a, some of those? Um, not, not not ones that maybe just missed it outside the top ten, but ones that were like, pfft, complete swing and misses.
1: You know, most of those were ones that didn't have much of a shot anyway. Like things okay. that I, I like, I would say like Deep Purple's latest record. <laughs> What's it uh, called? Whoosh.
3: Yeah, whoosh. <laughs> um, I
1: heard That's some good things. I heard, I heard some good things about it, and I liked it, I guess. But I listened to it once and never felt that compelled to go back to it. Right. Um, so that, but to me, that really wasn't one that. I wasn't really looking forward to it, you know. It's just, that's not my band. I was really more, you know. Alcatraz released a first record in what two decades or something like that. I checked that out. So that didn't make okay. the list. <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing that like uh, like I said. No, none of my big hitters really delivered anything this year. And uh, the the people that were close to that as possible, um, they probably made this list. So. Yeah, I didn't have any big swing and misses, but I had ones
0: that just kind of uh, almost made the top 10. Uh, yeah, I got, I, got more, of, I got more like that. Those? Okay, hit me, hit me with yours then first.
1: No, why don't you do yours first?
0: Okay. So one of them that that uh, didn't make it and is basically half a good album for me, uh, I guess it's a swing and a miss in a way, but uh, Pearl Jam's Gigaton.
1: I also had that at close. At one point that did make the top 10, but it is, spoiler alert, it is not there.
0: And then we've got ones that actually just haven't I haven't had enough time for. Red City Radio is a smaller band that I really like, but their album just got here mm-hmm. fri- Friday. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I'm pretty sure it would make it. But and then uh, Soul Asylum, uh, best since since uh, Grave Dancers Union, but still missed it for me.
1: Yeah, and I missed that even came out until you mentioned it, and uh, I I had that uh, kind of on the brink. I don't think I ever made it into the top ten. So
0: okay, that's that's pretty much it for me I'm on those.
1: Okay, well, then a couple for me would have been the New Testament. I, di- I didn't write the album title down. I the Titans of something. It's called um, okay. that one. I-, I liked a lot, but when I went back to listen to it, it's really just kind of it's blasé. Like n- none of the Same none day. of the songs kind of track or stick out. You know, they've yep. kind of fallen into just kind of a, a routine. And um, beyond that, uh, you kind of already covered the the couple that I would mention. So cool. All right, man.
0: So I'm going to give you honors. For, sounds like sounds like somebody had to fight really hard to make into your top ten. <laughs> so <laughs> so how about you start there? Uh,
1: yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, maybe I should say, yeah, my number ten. I'm going to tell you. Part of me was a little disappointed with this thing when it came out, and I think you're going to probably be mad when I you hear what it is. But right, go ahead. The, the the new massive wagons. I was really looking forward to that, and it's it's solid. But House of Noise comes in at number ten for me. I mean, I thought they knocked it out of the park. And what was the first single? It was that um, "In It Together." Uh, yeah, that it was, was like, like a COVID. Yeah, and and that really just it, it was like, wow, this is going to be great when it comes out. And then uh, I, I don't know, the the, the the title track was pretty good as well, "House of Noise." But beyond that, there really it just is an album that I, I kind of put on and, and can I don't know vacuum the house while it's playing. It it just doesn't. <laughs> Uh, okay uh because so, uh, you know, know that I, was a
0: qualification
1: I, the previous record i thought was just killer you you brought it to my attention um i I can listen to Billy balloonhead probably 15 times a day <laughs> yeah, and yeah, never get right. sick of it but <laughs> uh great band i love the singers voice kind of and he's he's just a, one of the freshest lyricists out there too and, and on that sense I thought they delivered but yeah I just the songs I think they don't they didn't stick with me as much as I was hoping that's cool. Well, I'll hold my thoughts for that one later. Okay, I, there, there's a tease, huh? <laughs> That's right. It, it was higher than ten. Okay, right on. I, oh, I know you liked it better than I did. Back oh, when it's we fine. talked it, about doesn't
0: it doesn't matter. I mean, whatever. This is I'm a, not surprised. is All I'm saying. Listen, there there's many times when I realize that, uh, you know, some of my favorite bands, there's a reason they're not, they're perfectly rated. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, man. Damn it. Uh, there's going to have to start being some penalties. There has to be like that buzzer buzzer sound when I do that, All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, uh, okay.
0: So I'll go to the, yeah, anything else you want to say?
1: No, that was it, yes. man. Okay, all right. I got, I got ten, nine more of these to get through. I gotta, That's
0: right. I got to keep brief, it brief, right.
1: especially at 10.
0: So next one is Tyler Bryant and The Shakedown.
1: Mm. Pressure.
0: Um, This band has kind of been on my radar the last couple of years, uh, but they never really hit for me as far as a full album. And uh, here's another band that just to talk about for 2020, these guys talk about being lined up for a good year. They had a tour with uh, everybody's favorite, Nickelback and Stone Temple Pilots, but i was going to go see him at red rocks you know that was that was that was i don't know if you I remember you mentioned that you were somewhat interested in that show if i have if i remember right right. Yeah. okay yeah so there's another band that got put and a lot some people just never put out their album but uh are waiting for next year when they when they're finally touring but this album is just one of them that that just just flows for me some gateway drugs uh would be crazy days that, that that song one of my favorite songs of the year about why you should not pick up the devil on the side of the road and give him a ride, and that is Hitchhiker.
1: okay well uh coming in at number nine on baco's definitive list uh i did decide to sit down and absorb the red city radio i uh checked it out friday evening and twice yesterday morning um just to make sure i gave it a, a good few spins uh it's it's very catchy um it's 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 very much the kind of stuff that I that I'm familiar with them for, but I don't go quite as deep in them as you. This might be be the only album of theirs that I've I've listened to the entire thing, um, but the uh, it's again I I, I think. It could be better. I, I, look, I hate saying this because these guys put their time and effort into this, put this out there. It's 12 songs in 39 minutes. I can tell you that's right up my alley. I like,
0: I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. The, the, I think the most of the tracks are just under three minutes. So uh, definitely my kind of pacing. But yeah, very front heavy. The first three tracks are killer. And from there, it's just, I don't know, it, some are better than others from that point on. But uh, Baby of the Year is a song I enjoyed. That's cool. I'm
0: glad that I'm glad that you listened to it, so we at least got it on the list somewhat somewhere. So that's that's promising. I'm looking forward to that. Then, um, how would you for somebody? It's for most people that are unfamiliar with them. Can you describe what their sound is like? How,
1: I think? would say it's very uh, in the vein of pop punk, but they the the vocals and melodies, um, like more the music side of it. But the 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 vocals and melodies are are a little more straight up rock. So it's kind of a nice mixture of of those two kind of things. So. Uh, I'm not a hater of pop punk, so uh, I, I say that with with no negative uh, you know connotations.
0: Yeah, when I hear them referred to as a punk band, I'm kind of confused. I hear more just straight up rock, but but I do see that the tightness and things like that as songs. Well, that well, might cool.
1: explain your your Def Leppard comment with the Donnas because they're basically a three chord punk band. I said that album,
0: Bitchin'. Please, <laughs> somebody put in the comments that he needs to listen to that album. It is it is it is a complete tribute to '80s. Yeah, rock. Yeah, I've heard that it. that yeah. album. Jesus Christ! Anyway, so moving on. Um, <laughs> I think Red City Radio sounds like Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. My God, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it, this is this is even worse than, than than two pick zero right now. The repetitiveness <laughs> oh, wow, of your material—that's
1: a new low. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Next up on on the list is Blackstone Sherry with the album Human Condition, and this one was is one that that actually I don't know if I'd rank it higher or lower if i listening to it more, but uh, it's the best one since the uh, the Boom Boom album.
2: <laughs> for me,
0: it's more more straight up rock. Uh, the it, it, they actually self produced it, and they wrote some of this, as I understand, during COVID, um, and. The but it's it's a lot more rock versus blues oriented, which the last not just their blues album is what the last couple of releases have been. Um, more tight, it has some outside writers on this too, like Marty Fredrickson. And you can definitely tell it on one of the ballads. The ballads are not good on this, but uh, t- but in, in short, my favorite song on here is Ringing in My Head, which ha- which actually just talks. Let me uh, grab this. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts on that. Did you hear it? Have a chance to listen. To I did.
1: Now, this was one that kind of uh, was in the top ten for a little bit. Uh, got shuffled around. Got put back in. Then got taken out. Um, I think it's a it's it's a strong record. That's for sure. It. Uh, I feel like I'm going to say the same thing about damn near every one of these records. You know, there, there's a good, really strong music on 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 this album and. And I enjoyed listening to it. And when I went back to it yesterday, uh, you know, yeah, it was because I, I checked it out after you, you brought it up that. Uh, oh, we, we played that uh, that ELO cover a couple episodes back, but I checked out the record right after that. And then I just listened to it again. So sure. um, I, this is probably one that I'll pick up eventually. You know, I'll see it in a record store somewhere. Uh, I like it enough to, to own. I would spin it. I would say that about all these, though. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll if I don't already own some uh, these, I I will be buying them. Like Red City Radio, I, I think I will be buying the uh, the coffee and the the, the colored vinyl. Um, it but, looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but I already have Massive wagons. so yeah. Oh, you got the Blackstone Cherry vinyl? Yeah, right on. Yeah,
0: but the, the funny thing is, is that uh, nobody should, the, the cover. I would give a. a an F too. I'm like, why? Do I, need to uh, see I guess these guys? a solid C that, plus. It's really? what? Okay. It's just it, the four it, faces. I don't know. It's yeah,
2: nothing, nothing
1: wrong artistic. with it. It's not groundbreaking, but you know, it's sure. well well done. It's it's not like uh, I guarantee more effort was put into that than it was Kiss Monster.
0: <laughs> that is true. Is that all, that's all? Is the benchmark? That'd yeah, be that's <laughs> that's an F. Yeah, that was just like uh, taking a picture of a playing card or or a deck of cards or whatever, and then stealing
1: a logo off an energy drink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so let's yeah.
0: call so, the album
3: that.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect.
0: So here's the the thing. Uh, oh, by the way, on a side note on that, uh, you know, a lot of bands lost money this year. Uh, Kiss did finally sell out of their warehouse full of Psycho Circus toilet paper during the pandemic. You you suck. Suck. Mm-hmm. We'll leave that out. It was, it was funnier on paper. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> anyway, so my favorite song on here, though, is, is the lead-off track, Ringing on My Head. And I'll just do a quick lyrics. It is about COVID. And People, People, Your Attention, Please. I Need to Tell You About a New Disease. It's crept right up from beneath our nose. And what happens next, we already know. And pretty much the entire album is kind of hopeful in a time of uh, not so much positivity.
4: People, people, your attention, please. I need to tell you about a new disease. It's crept right up from beneath our nose. And what happens next we already know. You get a ring in your head. Your bones start shaking. You got some.
1: at number eight? Yep. Number eight is a band most people are familiar with. Uh, ACDC released their first record in, what is it, eight years, seven years, something like that? Six. Um, uh, Every spin, uh, it seems to have the same effect on me. It's an enjoyable record from beginning to end. Um, I'm trying to think the song I dig on here. I don't know. We we talked about this when it came out, so I don't have a lot of new thoughts on it. The production is great. Brendan O'Brien seems to be I don't know. Uh, he every time I dig more into to, to, to the works that he's done because you know he's come up quite a bit on the whatever never mind stuff, obviously. But he he might be the best producer out there. Uh, he's definitely in 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 the conversation anyway, and, and still doing it too. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't say Bob Ezrin's latest work is on par with his heyday, but uh, Brendan O'Brien is is still kind of cranking along the way he did. So I give him a lot of credit for this. Um, and, and it, I don't know. I, I, I'm, how did Phil Rudd get out of prison? Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hilarious the amazing. It's almost like he swept out of the
0: carpet. Like, hey, let's let's get him back in the, well, that's part of it, too. So it's cool is the fact that when we talked about it, actually, we'd only heard the, well, you'd heard two songs. I've only heard one when we did on the show, but, hmm. but I did, uh, I did not expect to see him in the band or any of these guys. Like the four, the back of four players out of the five, you know, and, and right are on the album. That's pretty cool. This far into, yeah, it, you know.
1: And how about the fact that like uh, Malcolm Young's <laughs> nephew is sixty five or sixty three yeah. or something like that? Is like you know, well, Angus is sixty five. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the the song I like probably the best, at least right now, would be. Or did you have any more thoughts on it before I? Yeah, a few. Um,
0: uh, was better than 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 expected, and I just want to touch on one specific song <clears throat> as far as lyrics, real quick, okay? Yeah, and that is the one that I find is is one of my favorite songs in the album, but also straight up comedy, and has to be written in that vein is the song "Witch's Spell" for several reasons. First off, I don't think they understand what a witch is because they keep talking <laughs> about they t- keep talking about a fortune teller throughout the thing. But my favorite part is, and this has to be in there for pure joy, is the the line "crystal balls in an almanac." She's gonna take you to hell and back. I mean, what? Who has an al- First off, if you have a fortune teller and they have an almanac with them, that's cheating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> really, that really is. You didn't catch up on that? I oh, look, yeah. I didn't break down the lyrics. on. I, I mean, it's ACDC. It's going to have to really, you know. I, I but they, know you
0: they don't even have any humor in their lyrics. It's just kind of silly lyrics. That, that sure, right. No, no,
1: they, they definitely do a lot of double entendre that, that isn't on this record, which I appreciate it. It's just creepy at this age, late in the game. Uh, it's like that uncle you don't want to go into the barn with, you know, w- w- when they get to that level. But so it was nice to kind of dial that down a little bit. For me, the, the the standout track as as of today would
3: be "Demon Fire." He loves to drive him crazy with his evil lips. Great guns ablaze in.
4: My deadly trip. Like
0: I, I rearranged my list, and now I realize I have nine, which is
1: awesome. But here we go. <clears throat> Did you want to quick figure out what you, you got to put in there? <laughs> uh, I'll come up with something later. That's always a horrible See. plan with you, by the way.
0: Thank you. We're good. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, so my number eight is Cardi B with WAP. Is that an <laughs> album?
1: You know, who cares? I just, I've put the video on mute. <laughs> my God. I mean, I
0: just want to say something that... That just like uh, since so I'm talking about the giving to the universe, the fact that that your interview keeps getting referenced <laughs> on Blabbermouth for that question, and yeah. that's part of like the you know you have the you have the article, and you also have like the boilerplate like longer article part, that's right? Past stuff, and that's a fact in your article and <laughs> those articles. How many times does it come up? Three, four.
1: Oh man, I, I really hope Michael Sweet appreciates what I bring to the table when I <laughs> when I do an interview with him.
0: <laughs> has
1: longevity?
0: I mean, my God, that is your, your that's your gift. That's your <laughs> gift out there. Is
1: that is that question? <laughs> it has been fun, it, but it's nuts, man. It was a throwaway question. It, it was like to break the ice with the guy,
0: right? But that's that's the thing is the things you work on hard. Nobody notices. And then just the random thing is what, you're getting, what you get known for. So well done. I just want to say.
3: Thank
1: you.
0: That, Baco, none of your questions are throwaway. I think we have. Oh, so that anyway. might be the only nice thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Thank you. So here's here's the next thing is I, I put <laughs> you on. You thanked yourself. <laughs> I did. That's right.
3: Thank Self-care.
1: you. Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> but uh, moving on, we've got. Uh, um, what do you actually have in at number eight here? And I got to—I will tell you too—that that my my, uh, you know, six through ten, are kind of—I would say I agree with you on that. That these are these are have some great songs, but as, al- as soon as we get to number five for me, these actually become real, real okay, an album album. And but this one was great just for if you're having a shitty day and you just want to rock out and have just pure unfiltered, no layered, <laughs> uh, uh, con- you know, there's nothing deep about this album. That is body count with bum rush, and and this one was just it's just a, a ball of rage it gets knocks a few points because he has a unnecessary cover it's fine but do we ever, do we need to hear a cover of Ace of Spades by anybody? I mean that that's on there and he actually covers two of his older songs Colors and Six in the Morning hmm. um, but, but this was this is a banger as far as you just want to release some get it out after a bad day I don't know if you had a chance to peruse this one yeah I liked it it was alright oh okay fair enough And uh, the song I want to feature off of this is Bum Rush.
1: seven on my list. Uh, this is one that, this is a band that like, I don't know, ten years ago I would have said, I'm, I think this is the second time they've appeared on a top ten for me, so I'm a little surprised, and it might have a little bit to do that I've gotten a chance to talk about, and we were just mentioning them a minute ago, but Striper released Even the Devil Believes and I like their last record um, but this one is a, is a step up even from that. I, I I think it's actually a really solid record. It's just hard for me to get past the but it's striper thing, you know. But understood. Uh, uh, my own personal bias aside, uh, this is a well-produced, well-recorded, and well-written record. Um, the, the Michael still has it as far as a uh, voice, so that's that's good. Um, and yeah, some of their strongest material probably in their catalog. I, I I'm not the biggest striper fan, so this might be my favorite striper album outside of that. Against the law
0: cool yeah i mean uh, like i've mentioned a couple times in this show i had uh, seriously never even heard, not no matter the hits or anything i'd never ever heard a striper song uh, until we started e- even you know you interviewing michael sweet and then i kind of dove dove in and this one i gave a pass but but i do think it, here's the question i have to say is if they didn't have the whole christian angle would they have been more famous
1: hmm no or
0: or did that help them
1: yeah, I think they would have been probably lost in the shuffle, to be honest with you. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't think they're um, – well, I, I, I don't think Soldiers Under Command is that good of a record. That was probably the one that kind of got them a little bit of attention. But uh, – so I don't know. Look, I could be wrong. These things are somewhat subjective, but I think overall it was a good thing for them on the front end. It probably held them back from going next level without – because really to do that, you kind of need to be a little – I don't know, more broad-based with your available audience than something this niche. Play This I Pray. I think it's a good song.
0: My number seven is the band Wildlife with their album Year of the Snake, mm. and this and the snake
1: is a cobra on the cover there.
0: It is. That's why I like it. And, and on the back, even more featured cobra. Mm. So you got to enjoy that.
1: Yeah. But
0: but this is just this is a band I've liked for for uh, several years. It Was on a previous top ten list, and their last album was actually produced by Tuck. So if you like the Biter's, um, it's it's a little more punky, but it's in that kind of tight. Uh, fun upbeat songwriting. Why do I and, think that's
1: a band from the 80s that, you know, reunited at Rockin' Pod?
0: <laughs> it does sound like, well, that not there a band called that or Wildside?
1: Wildside. Wildside that's, that's, that's what, you're what it of. is. That's right. Yeah, but, but, uh, but Lily, talk about a Lily, Lily, bad name. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, say yeah, that I know. for both but of they, them.
0: But they also, the it's spelled, for those out there, it's spelled W Y L D. So actually, it's even worse because you can't yeah. find them so this is a band I think is not going to exist past this year <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so they are they, newer well they've been around for a couple years but I don't I don't, like maybe four or five years but they put some cryptic announcement saying hey everybody enjoy the holidays but we have an announcement as of January I'm like what the hell does that mean thanks a and lot for, very, yeah I think, I think they're done but they have this is an excellent album um, and the the, the uh, uh, song i like to feature off this is Neon Nightmare We'll I'm
1: At number six then, I kind of teased it a little bit uh, earlier on. This actually, at one point, was slotted at number one, and that is Ozzy's uh, latest album, Ordinary wow. Man. So, yeah, really? it, and supposedly Ozzy's back in the studio working on the, the follow-up to this, I guess, if he can't tour. and he, I don't know. It just seems with his health prognosis and even seeing him on that TV show that he's got going now, he don't look great, um, and, and I don't mean that to... To be a cheap shot it's the guy is old and if he's dealing with parkinson's you, you understand it man but uh good for him if he keeps going uh this record though yeah i, I didn't like the uh it just felt like i don't know a way for post malone and, and his pr- producer to be in rock and roll fantasy camp for a day um sure. uh, i i've kind of like uh I, i'm kind of that 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 uh Old man in the front yard, like, you know, uh, when it comes to that kind of cultural appropriation, <laughs> when it's just like, you got, like, uh, it's like country artists that want to call themselves rock stars or who's that fucking, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. One of the country guys uses the devil horns, uh, the DO ones. I'm like, fuck you, uh, Eric Church. Yeah. So uh, like, I don't, like, I don't even know how, if he's a good country artist or not. It, not my, my complaint there. I just, it felt like that with this record. It was just like you know. I think we talked about on the show where the producers like I got to be Randy Rhodes for a day, and I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and he's right. a fine player. There's actually some uh, good songs on here. This album grew on me even more, and I didn't hate it to begin with. So, uh, but uh, so the more I listened to it, the more I, I liked it. You know, um, there- there's really some good stuff on here. What did, uh, have you had a chance to revisit it much since it came out?
0: yeah it it just does for me it's it's not in my top 10 i i tried it i can't get over the i mean i actually like that the actual title track yeah very much but but then after a while it's um that one's actually kind of faded a little bit for me with his the whole his his voice is just too modulated for me and we have a different opinion on that but the that we do I, i i thought we did i thought you said it that that he didn't sound like he was modulated on. Well,
1: what on do you that? think modulated means? He's very well, modulated on this. I don't, I don't think I, he's I, doubled th- up. No, I think that's where you're talking because Ozzy did a ton of that in the '80s, where he would just go in and, and, and nail it uh, right. or nail down two tracks for the the lead vocal, and you can distinctly hear the two of them. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely some assistance, uh, you know, going through the <laughs> between the microphone and the and the and and the recording that that's smoothing him out a bit. All
2: right.
0: Anyway, it, it's, for whatever reason it doesn't it doesn't stick for me overall. So,
1: got to put it. Yeah, it's not, it's look, it's not it's not his greatest album, but I think it's better than say uh Osmosis or Back to Earth. Uh so with that said, uh, I don't know all my life would probably be the track I'd feature.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no song about a 60s uh uh detective on this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that's one thing I liked about it though is that uh not not I get I get the joke, but this very much sounds like a guy in his position writing these songs. You know what I mean? And again, I don't know how much help he had. You know, there, that's always been debated how much Ozzy actually is involved in the songwriting uh, right. over over his career. But I do think melody and lyrics is something that that he's he's done a pretty a sizable role in you know i I think bob daisley had a lot of that to do back in the day but he kept bringing him back in to help finish records it seemed like but yeah like the 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 lyrics to ordinary man are are very telling this is a dark album though under the graveyard um that
0: one i do like i like that song i do like that song
1: but uh yeah All, all my life would be the one that i'd feature want my number six yeah let's hear it man what's number six on lc's list uh i did a little bit of denver math i realized (laughs) when i was
0: knocking pearl jam earlier that i had taken uh soul asylum out and i thought i had taken another one out so anyway by default pearl jam is, is number six uh in this list the, the album that I recently uh, uh, in the beginning of the show said wasn't good
1: enough to be in my top 10 what do you think about that what do you think about that audible uh, that's, that's classic my, right? uh, I, you know I'll allow it uh. okay <laughs> uh, as much as my list has been was fluid up till showtime I think uh, I think uh, you you've earned a little leeway well I'll just say a few
0: things about it real quick then and that is I think this album starts out really strong and that mm. was why why it, it, it but the second half is very atmospheric or very experimental Um, It just doesn't connect with me, and it's not just because they're not doing just straight-up rock songs and and things like that. I actually really like Dance of the Clairvoyance. I think that Chris Zinzak said it was a great Talking Head song. I'll go with that, or whatever like that. Is that that. the lead single? That was the really strange... Well, Superblood, Wolf... Wolf Moon is the one that was kind of fun and no no but Super I think Blood.
1: the what was the first single that wasn't Super Blood, Wolf Moon?
0: I'm not sure the order, but Dance of the Clairvoyance was the one that was a bit odd. A yeah, that's kind of the
1: atmospheric kind of thing. Uh, yeah,
0: but this yeah. one hit for me. I actually I, first time I was like what, and then after I listened to it, I think it has some really really cool guitar work. Um, yeah, it's okay on, on it too. Yeah, and then the first song whoever said it's great. Quick Escape is the one that's the environmental one, based on about the glacier, you know, glaciers melting and things like that. And as I understood it, Gigaton is some kind of measurement of the amount of water that that melt is melting off of it, uh, but the actually the definition online has it down as an explosive force. So I don't know. When I first I thought I, I thought that that's what they were doing that this year was gigging a ton, and then uh, you know COVID destroyed it. Have you ever heard that word before? Because I hadn't.
1: No, I mean, maybe.
0: (laughs) It's not something that comes up in conversation too much. So both of us, I might be wrong with that definition, but it has a glacier melting on the front and it's a measurement. So I'm saying that's what it is. So anyway, that's my summary of uh, Pearl Jam. We were talking about earlier too. Super Blood, Wolf Moon is what I'm going to feature.
1: I mean, some bands, uh, kind of leaned more on singles. Uh, you know, a lot of artists during 2020 kind of did those kind of celebrity all-star jams where they, uh, like Charlie oh, Benante yeah. is, is covering basically the entire kiss catalog, uh, <laughs> with, with, with John five, which th- that stuff's kind of fun. Um, uh, but, but a uh, band's like the lonely ones. They, I think they had, they had three singles out this year. One of them being that flash yep. cover, which, uh, uh, that song never did anything for me and, and doing nope. a spot end rendition for it, uh, Good, good for you for pulling it off. Those those harmonies aren't, are not are no joke, but the, the song's a bit of a snoozer. But I, I was disappointed. I was like, you know, this would be the time for you guys to drop a whole record, but uh, apparently, word is they have they did go into the studio for 15 days, um, and so there, maybe there's something coming. I know in your interview, kind of Marty talked that the, the singles was going to be the way he was going to go, but maybe that he's had a change of heart there. I'm a fan of the album format, um, but I get that with with things kind of leaning more towards streaming. That's that that might go away. Plus, you know, the overall cost. You know, the, I even heard David LaRoth make an argument that there's more bang for your buck when you release one song at a time. Uh, unfortunately, that's not my preferred method. But you know, things change. Loose.
0: Understood. Yeah, and I liked every single single that they came out with mm-hmm. this year. Um, one of them that actually they just released an acoustic version of that. But it's kind of rearranged. I really like it. It really shows off there, the the vocal, the vocals. And that is the the redo of the single "Real Big Trouble," which is a probably their most uh, like hard rocking song of those singles. But they have you heard the acoustic version yet?
1: No, no? I have not.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's not just like an acoustic version. It's completely rearranged. As cool. Far as, uh, so anyway, but yeah, I was I'm really looking forward to that. It's it's up to par to the Bobo Flux output, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't try yeah. to short sell that. Uh, it's I think it's killer stuff. So, yeah,
0: that was good. And then I, I liked the did you want to cover some more, a few more?
1: Well, I mean, uh, how much are we going to talk about Tommy Lee's record, Andro? <laughs> I think that's we can dedicate now. <laughs> to that. Actually, that should be our uh, uh, that might come up uh, in March. huh? Yes, I think that might. <laughs> that, 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 that yes, Alright, our, that's, our enough, of yeah, that's what about, enough of a tease there. What about tease there? All right. Hey, let me a serious question though. Did you listen to the the LA Guns without Phil Lewis? The Renegades record? I was
0: not aware the full album was out, but there was two singles that I preferred over the real LA Guns I, singles.
1: I hate to say it. I did too. Uh uh and I listened to an interview with uh the, the drummer his name escapes me, Stephen Riley. Um, and I'm sorry, but if you got to spend 45 minutes, you know, qualifying how legit your version of LA guns is, you're not a legit version. Um, that, that's my feedback there, but whatever, the music was great. I, I was, I was blown away. I thought this was just going to be some kind of, I don't know, half-assed hatchet job to get some kind of legal stake to holding the name you know what i mean but uh no i yeah. I, th- I think that the the what i heard look i haven't i don't i don't have the whole record memorized but yeah definitely the the, the couple of singles that they leaked right away i thought were just they're they're really good man
0: right so next month when you get covert are you gonna see the real ellie guns or this one
1: <laughs> which one <laughs> is, is that my or, job which i think you're the one who's gonna die because you saw ellie guns uh, <laughs> i'm gonna go see the great whites I would just like to say like
0: like on my on, on my tombstone it just says loved the song sex action.
1: Uh maybe they'll, maybe they'll play South Dakota this time. By the way, North and South Ooh. Dakota, two states not seeing a rise in COVID cases. That's because everybody there already got it. Hey-oh! Boom! You only got well forty people there. Yeah, it's hard to have a percentage increase. <laughs>
0: We're in 100% capacity.
1: Uh, You know, and I I guess uh, one more record that that I'll say did um, let me down. I I don't know if that's, again, I'm not sure if it's the right term because I don't know what what I should have been expected, but I'm a fan of Corey Taylor's work with Stone Sour and Slipknot and his solo album, with the exception of one tune I thought was just shit. It was just like, like, man, maybe you are as dumb as I used to think you were. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that that I mean. The fact that he at, named his album Corey Motherfucking Taylor is uh, interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh,
1: he's been using that moniker for a while. Like, uh, all right, well, I saw I him know. solo acoustic, and he that was that five six years ago. He was selling uh, uh, t shirts that said it then. So, all right, Let's I see. That doesn't change your point, by the way. Uh, okay, I'm just saying it's not news. <laughs> Al- album, he's cover been that silly. stupid for a while. He's been sitting on. If anything, it probably cements your point. He's been sitting on that. And he's like, man, that is fucking gold.
0: <laughs> he's been waiting to unleash that this his solo album. Like I was like, I was like, listen, man, don't try to rap. You're not doing a very good job of this. It's like, it's like ninth, ninth degrees. Of, Even Tommy uh, Lee
1: brings in rappers to do the rapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> you could have just done that, man. I mean, oof. It was uh, it was quite rough. Uh, I have to. I have to say, I, I can't give it a complete thumbs down because I haven't really given that much time to yeah. <laughs> giving it a thumbs down. I just was like, I was immediately turned off by the album cover and the things like that. But anyway, so the um,
1: any other ones you want to hit? No, that was it. So let's switch it to you. What were you? What did you want to get into?
0: I just want to hit real quick that uh, Tuck Smith uh, and the Restless Hearts. He's been putting out singles since he wasn't able to actually go on that Motley Crew and <laughs> Poison and a <laughs> Big tour. Break this big break he was going to have where people are going to just like, you people know, People are in the parking just... lot
2: here
1: and they had the, the show start.
0: <laughs> oh man. I better get out there. That doesn't sound like Joan Jett. There's a fifth band, but, uh, yeah.
1: But anyway, so he's putting up a kid. pause.
0: Talks, uh, or the real deal. Yeah. No, he is. It's just that, that, uh, I'm not sure that wait holding, sitting on your album for a year is the best move, but what is the best move right now? I don't know. I have no
1: idea. Like... I honestly, maybe it is. Yeah, Right. I think, you know, it, Maybe you do want to release it when you're going to go out and tour and support it. Maybe you want to release it now and get some money. You know, I, I really don't know. I, I think it. it I, I think even the artists are kind of struggling. I am hopeful that you know, kind of like how you know a lot of babies are born uh, you know r- around this time of year because all the cold months are nine uh-huh. months back. That maybe like we're really not going to get the fruits of being locked up from COVID until spring summer like that. Like uh, that we're going to get some killer. Uh, rock and roll uh, in 2021, and then I'll, I'll have a, I'll, a list that I'm much happier with um, than, than this one. But uh, you yeah, know, it does take some time, kind of like making a baby.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I like Thank it. You. Thank you. <laughs> so, also we've got um, the, the the song I like the most that he's put out is "Looking for Love, Ready for War." But they've all been you know solid, catchy songs. Also, just just out of just to mention, uh, Clutch put out a Weathermaker series volume one, which are a bunch of covers, but not all of them are predictable. You for, you featured fortunate son. It's mm-hmm. a fun little collection of songs of just getting in there and they knocked it out of out. the
1: park on that man.
0: Yeah. That's a great thing. That's a great cover. Um, what else to mention? Um, I, th- I think I'm good on that part. All so right. You want to, you want, to get uh, have you figured out the succession plan yet? Uh, I have not. I well, like, what? How about this then? What, like, let's say that 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 I go down at that LA Guns concert. Uh, would you change it from Cobras and Fire? Would you change it, or would you like, like, you know, we're kind of like a two two man band, like the White Stripes, Jack White, Meg White gone, oh, so, boy, like, this Jack
1: White. Would you call it Baco? Uh I would consider a name change, but I would also consider in carrying it on, um, in part. Oh, dare you as tribute to you. <laughs> but, but, also, just to you know to to milk the brand uh <laughs> okay. That's, I, I believe the second part. I would change the name to l a guns <laughs> <laughs> another wait there's an l a guns podcast too <laughs> yeah, and <you> know, <laughs> it it'll it'll be uh it'll be great um but yeah okay. uh look i look, I can't do this without you, i think uh whatever never mind's proven that. So, <laughs> oh, good point. I uh, like that. Uh, it's just not the same. No, I could definitely do this without you. I uh, know. So. Uh, yeah. Of course. You
0: could. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, uh, let's move on here. What's your number five?
1: All right. Uh, I mean, who
0: else? Who else could I go? Could I count ca- count down a top ten list with? There's nobody else qualified to do this. <laughs> A top ten list. Can you put what would be on the what would be on the job description for replacement uh, one of us? Is my question. <laughs> oh, yeah, we so should we you, should put on put it on LinkedIn. Well, hold on for a second. Oh, Caller ID says Andy Shaw. <laughs> I, I, I guess he doesn't understand this isn't live.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: Wait, that doesn't make any sense. How <laughs> yeah. could I get this? Yeah, but he knew when to call in. His ears yeah. are burning. Uh,
0: uh oh, how busy How is he? Okay. Uh, that's a mind blower.
1: That's, uh, All right, n- number five. All right, so number five for me is uh, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Phil Campbell, of course, the guitar player uh, from Motorhead, and this uh, now he had uh, kind of a solo acousticy thing I think that came out towards the end of last year that I thought was enjoyable to listen to. But this uh, this band has actually released. They had a couple. They have got one full length and an EP, I believe, before this. Um, but uh, this album is called "We're the ba- uh, We're the Bastards." It was released in uh, I don't know September into August, something like that. Uh, the, the, I wasn't sure until I looked it up here. But yeah, Neil Star is the name of the vocalist on this record. It's a pretty solid. It's in that Motorhead vein, and, and just like Motorhead, there aren't a lot of deviations. From the formula um, from beginning to end. So uh, did you get a chance to check this out at all?
0: Didn't even know it came out, but I did enjoy uh, about a, a few tracks off for first, their debut one. I've actually featured in the show. I, I can't pull it right now. But uh, yeah, yeah they're, age a good absurdity? straight ahead. Br- say it again. Age yeah, of- that one. OK, but I don't remember the name of the track. It was like the last track on the.
1: Album oh, gotcha. Otherwise. I think this is a stronger record than that. But, OK, uh, OK. It's been a while since I listened to that one, too, to be honest with you. I'm going to check that out though
0: cuz I did not know this, that that slipped by for me. Um, but yeah, there, so it's more solid would you just say it's just, it's I mean it's not Motorhead. It's like like more straight up rock.
1: I yeah, guess. I mean it's it's right in the vein of their last record, you know. I mean it's okay. it, it, you don't have that lemmy bass, you know, that that was pretty much the driving engine to Motorhead, but you still get that that, that pretty much that same guitar tone and that same approach to the music, I would say, but um, it sounds a lot like Def Leppard but <laughs> Thank you for
0: describing it again. Just end it with a, was it released? Another question. Was this album released on your birthday?
1: It was, as a matter of fact, September 4th. The guy In front of me. Excellent.
0: (laughs) But Uh, uh, it is kind of cool that it's this entire family, I think. I mean, everybody's name is Campbell on it, except for (laughs) some guy named Neil Starr. That's what I'm looking at. Are you aware of
1: that? Hold on, did I miss? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> is that like a, a Ramones thing, or is this an actual? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. I know this.
0: His son is in it, so I'm going to guess that it's his, his entire family. This is they're like the Partridge Family, except uh, Motorhead style.
1: None of None of them Def can, Leppard style. No, nobody in the family can sing. <laughs>
0: no, I think they have. I think it's all his family, and then they just got a random drummer named Neil Starr.
1: <laughs> I think Neil Starr was in Def Leppard. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Um, Or, or, you know what, Neil Starr is actually Mutt Lang's bastard son. Oh, I see.
0: Interesting. What would a Motorhead sound like if Mutt Lang produced one of their albums?
1: (laughs) Probably probably sounded exactly like a Def Leppard. Okay. Excellent. Uh, uh, Son of a Gun, play that track.
0: So my number five is ACDC with Power Up. Now, uh, I wasn't expecting much from this album, just like I mentioned briefly. This was not your number, what,
1: eight, nine? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I had it right here. Uh, I had this at – yeah, I had it at eight. Okay. And
0: I got to tell you, like the first pass, I was like, this is so much better than rock or bust. Not that that's like a, a big benchmark, but I also enjoyed it more than Black Ice and I've got to thinking of it. I know you're not a fan of this album, but I think it is their best album since Razor's Edge. Mm, I think okay. it's the most consistent, most enjoyable, best sounding. Brian Johnson sounds phenomenal. Yes, Brendan O'Brien is... And I'm going to switch. Ice-T, you might have to go away as a national treasure. Brendan O'Brien, <laughs> it might be a national treasure because you, like you said, like going through all those albums and this one, his production, it makes this album. And it even sounds... He does a better job before but i guess the main thing about it is yes it's acdc they're all they all sound like acdc but there's something uh, more energetic about this album there's more like little like even the little things like this little like brian johnson just kind of like Oof, or you sound like stuff in the studio like in between um the verses and stuff it just sounds like that they are back and they are they are, they they have that the inspiration I should say mm. um more upbeat. the the the, the there's there for an a c d c album I think it has a decent variety of tempos, you know the other ones were just like phil Rudd
1: you sure. got like um, That's a good
0: point yeah and and the the uh, you don't you don't have many of those
1: what good points <laughs> or tempos for a c d c either one uh, <laughs> I was going with the, you don't have many good points
0: I didn't like shot in the dark as a as a single but then it, for whatever reason I like it on the album. <laughs> yeah,
4: I
1: don't <laughs> so know, it's, it's okay. It's, like,
0: it's fine but but it but realize, oh, that's a great opening track. I yeah. love it. People seem to be like like filling their socks with with glee for for through the mist of time. It's okay.
1: I love that um, tune.
0: It's 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 good but it, for whatever reason I don't love it. Um but even cool stuff like like kick Did kick you know you when that Joey?
1: did you know that Joey Haney likes it? Does that change your opinion at all? <laughs> oh
0: Wait, yes. Actually, Through the Miss of Time is actually an excellent track now that I've heard that. <laughs> well played. Uh, but yeah, Demon, Demon of Fire is great. I, there's only two, Here's the thing out of 12 songs, the only two that I skip are New, No Man's Land. And I think, and it should, just like life, it should end with a Money Shot. That should be the last track, is Money Shot. You can't, I mean, I, mean, I was just thrilled the fact that they finally wrote a sequel to let, let me put my love into you. Yes? Yeah. Come on. Uh, That song's hilarious. It's basically like a a rated-X version of Dr. Love, his prescription. But uh, highly enjoyed this album. So that's my number five.
1: At number four for me, then, uh, I'm I'm surprised this was as low on your list as it was. Considering that... uh, I. I definitely got the, the opinion when this was released that, that you liked it a lot more than I did. I think this is a, a really good record, but it seemed like it, it, it connected with you a lot more than it did with me. Uh, and that is Tyler Bright and The Shakedown with uh, uh, their latest record, Pressure. Um, this is, uh, again, I, I, to I'm me... I'm surprised. This, yeah, I mean, I, I,
0: again... Well, this the first, your first reaction was that, that the only song that connected with you was the the first track that was our last conversation about
1: it yeah this yeah. is true I guess maybe we haven't really had a follow up and I think even at that time I said but I have only listened to it once right um, uh, and I, and I've listened to it a handful of times since uh, I, I like this kind of vibe to music you know I mean the, the approach like I said I I have put it more akin to like what when goodbye June is doing something that more rockin that more my flavor because goodbye June can get kind of light at times uh, yep. for, for my cup of tea. Uh, and Tyler, this record to me is like kind of in that vein of like kind of that southern rock, uh, but it kind of stays more towards the rock edge of it. Um, yeah, the the, the, tr- the track Hitchhiker is killer. I, I think Backbone is kind of fun. Um, it's actually an album that, that kind of picks up a little bit towards the end, too. I mean, I, I really enjoy the, the last two, uh, Fever and Coastin. But, uh, you know, a lot of these, I'm looking at the titles, I'm like, well, I got to go back and listen to it. But uh, everything had, it, it was a, a record that, didn't kind of blend away even the songs that, that i didn't care for as much as others still kind of had, a, had their own tone to it you know what i mean so it's maybe it's a record that'll grow on me more and maybe next year i'll be like well that's one that kind of stuck out but for right now i just again like everything on this list i, I think it's a really good record but uh I, i'm i'm holding my breath to quote them for something better uh it come next year
0: well, I'm glad I just finished up, but I'm glad to see that that, that made your list. And it, it, that I would say see, so you consider this kind of a grower if anybody checks it out, right? The Tyler Bryant? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I think it's got to be spun a few more times by me, but every time I do listen to it, 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 it I like it a little better.
0: Yeah, the, the reverse happened with me. It slid down.
1: <laughs> just like your panties. Excuse me? I don't know. <laughs> That's a little too much. You know I don't wear underwear when
0: we record. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. Okay, so... Number four, um, I did forget to mention that, that again, top five are ones that I just consider albums in, in the sense of when you want to listen to ACDC, you're not going to shuffle around. You know what I mean? You, this is what you need. You need your dose of 30, 35 minutes. This kind of relates to the, the next album, too. And that is that another one that I was shocked to put out a quality album, because I haven't liked any of their stuff since like the late 90s. And that is Local H.
2: <laughs>
0: um, they got together with Steve Albini and who you might recognize from Nirvana doing In Utero. I mean, can you think of other bands these days that have like bigger producers from back in the day where it's smaller artists? There's so many you see, you're like, how did they get that guy? And that is the fact that it's easy. They're not getting paid as much. They're not getting paid Bob Rock money anymore.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And speaking of Bob Rock, he did Black Veil Brides, I'm pretty sure, on uh, Andy uh, Beersack's Parents 401k. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, <laughs> not, he's
0: not getting Metallica money either anymore. You know no, I mean?
1: no, I'm but, sure. But he probably, he, uh, based on the interviews I heard, he got a, a pretty solid flat fee for that one. Um, uh, well, Michael Beinhorn talks about it in, in in the interview that I did with him, uh, which will be out when this comes out. Uh, that he's actually trying to make high quality production available to artists that don't wouldn't otherwise have access to it. Huh. So I, I with him, it seems more of, uh, oh, altruistic. You know what I mean, as far as why he's doing it, but it, it could be as simple as like nobody nobody can afford his old prices anyway, so he might as well help out bands he believes in. I don't know. That's cool. Well, the – uh
0: but, yeah, so the sound of this is great. It just flows. Like, pack up the cats – I bought that <laughs> this year on on vinyl. Another great title, right? You should like the album just as cats, but
1: yeah, that, but that, that one uh, brought back some memories of the last time I moved. That's for sure. Uh, all right, good. Uh,
0: but but then that one was produced by uh, what's Queen's producer Roy uh,
1: Roy Thomas Baker.
0: Yeah, that one was produced by him. So I think that anytime Blue H cool, is good is when they actually have a good producer. Yeah, okay. Because uh, that was the last time. But but anyway, so high wide and stupid is excellent. Um, it just flows. There's like a ten minute jam. That was recorded live in the studio. Uh, but my favorite song on there is, is a long, long one, so I'm not gonna feature it, and that's Innocence. But I'm gonna go with Turn, no, I'm gonna go with Demon Dreams. <laughs> It's one of them you, you can't just listen to one song. The worst – now, don't be scared, though. The first track, Patrick Bateman, the leadoff track, worst song on the album, worst hmm. worst leadoff track of the year.
1: Uh, one of my favorite movie characters of all time, Patrick Bateman.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why it's all so terrible.
1: Yeah. That's too bad. Patrick Bateman deserves a quality song.
0: <laughs> by local
1: age. <laughs> Probably ridiculous. not by local age, but, you know. It's,
0: it's... <laughs> but uh, I will say one other thing about this, too, is that I unfortunately – like I mentioned, Soul Asylum just missed it. Too, they had solo asylum and local H and on a, a double like headliner tour, right, Club tour, right. and and I because of my little bitch uh, tendencies did not go to see that concert, and it was the last officially the last concert allowed in. In it was hit right right. was the last one before COVID shut down all the music venues. Got it. And one of the reasons I didn't go was I looked at the set list. I was like, I don't recognize these songs. <laughs> Turns out their set list their set list was like. All the songs that I liked on this album, same with Solo Song's new yeah, album. Okay. And they both weren't out at the time. So a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I stop looking at set lists. I, I, I yeah,
1: I, that's my advice there. Don't, don't look at what they're playing before you go see them. I know.
0: I know. It's a terrible thing.
1: Leave a little so, mystery uh, in the world, okay? These are choices you're making. You cannot blame the the internet.
0: Yeah. That's what I do when I see Kiss. Is I don't look at the set list. So
1: I'm <laughs> well, if you've seen them, you don't really need to check it out again. But uh, uh, I, I assume you got your tickets for the uh, Kiss Twenty Twenty Goodbye streaming event.
0: Uh, no, I did not. Oh well. You want you want to touch on that real quick?
1: I suppose. No. I mean, I, I'll say this. Look, I, it's it's kind of cost prohibitive, if you ask me. But if there's any. I mean, isn't a streaming concert like uh, unless you're going to get one of the VIP packages if if that's your thing? But just just the basic, I get to watch it deal. Um, I, I why would anybody buy them in advance? You know, I
0: I know that like when I watch the the ones that what is the price tier? Get, throw out the price tiers for those that I didn't I think
1: forty see bucks you get to see it live and as much as you want for the next twenty four hours. For 50 bucks, you get that same package, but it's 72 hours. And then from there, it gets into kind of the VIP stuff where they give you some garbage if you spend $250. Or, and there's one for like $1,000, too. Um, Sonny Pooney did a great job of breaking down the actual value of those items. So I I know on the $1,000 one, (laughs) you get listed as a producer in the credits. (laughs) (laughs) And I can only imagine. It's like one of those things like, you know, especially with cable TV when they're trying to, there must be like a legal obligation to show movie credits but yeah. also they want to get right to the next show. So they, yeah, yeah. they squeeze them down to the bottom and blast through them at a hundred miles an hour. I oh, think yeah. that's where your name is going to be. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen movie credits in like
0: probably five years because, because Netflix just flips you to the next thing. Like if you don't hit pause on that real quick, you're done. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it does the next show. But uh, can you imagine like somebody's like all proud, like putting it on their resume. I produced the uh, kiss, <laughs> kiss to buy concert. Right there in the credits,
1: I but, got a feeling, but, man. There is going to be a discount, uh, like it's like a twenty four hour flash sale where this thing is like twenty bucks. Um, how how could it not be? I don't know be. that I'd watch it if it was free though. That's for me personally. I yeah, it's not. It's it's really unenjoyable to watch Paul right now, and that's that's the biggest problem, honestly. More than the the slowed down tempo. And more than the, uh, you know, fake Ace and fake Peter, to me, it's because I, I own some of the stuff, you know, and I've watched those DVDs and things with those guys on it. So uh, I just can't hear Paul anymore. It's it's well, it's, it's cringy yeah. and I, I feel bad for him and it's just it's hard. I I
0: totally understand. And, and I can tell you that one person, one band that's doing it right. I think if you want to think about it from a fairness standpoint is. You know, one of the things that's a positive is is that bands are starting to do the streaming. Like Clutch. I know that I'm, i I swing on their nutsack a lot, but the fact is, is that they're doing their third streaming concert on December eighteenth. And just to give you the price point for that, fifteen bucks you get to watch the damn show. You got yeah, and then for I think think like forty bucks you can get a exclusive t-shirt that's that has it which is kind of odd for a streaming event. But anyway, that's kind of cool. It's reasonable to get a concert that I agree. That. Well, I mean, and then,
1: just, to, I'm sorry, I should mention, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you break down the packages, a couple things that you find out about the Kiss thing that makes it even worth even less. It's coming out on Blu-ray, and it's yes, supposedly going right. to be in theaters in in spring. So, why, why wait? Yeah, you can get so you can pay a lot of money now to watch it at it 11 o'clock, bucks. 10 o'clock uh, in Denver time, 10, 10 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Rock and roll party. I know, I know. You're it fucking passed out by three in the afternoon because you, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, if I do that and it has to be live, I am going to do the concert experience. I'm going to sit outside next to my car, I'm going to slam a six pack before I walk into the house. I'm I'm actually probably going to pee somewhere I shouldn't piss. What? Oh uh, <laughs> I'm just going to buy in 100% and then I'm just going to going all in. I am going to like uh, turn the lights off and like try to smoke a joint without my wife knowing. You know, I just like she'll no, she'll, no, no, she'll no. be like security. No, I think
0: you need to take it one step further, and that is to take the the worst uh, uh, lazy boy chair out to the lawn, <laughs> out to the lawn, with your with your big with a projection TV.
4: Oh, 10 a.m. Yeah.
0: 10 a.m. Wake up the neighbors.
4: Hey guys, you all come in. I just paid the pay per view kiss concert. Come on in. Oh,
1: yeah! yeah, I got I got my little rehearsal PA. I put that out there, kind of get some fucking. <laughs> Four hundred watts of volume in the neighborhood. It's fucking just, cold, snow everywhere. I got just uh, fucking a little pony keg. Yeah, you just vomit on the front steps. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said, just
0: <laughs> you just found face down at noon. I, I actually just I just envisioned uh, what three sides of the coin is doing that day. <laughs>
1: Oh
2: <laughs> they're my not.
0: God. They're not recording that night.
1: Yeah. There, no way, man. You mean that morning? My eraser's well worn because I make a <laughs> lot of mistakes. Oh. oh my god. But but to your so,
0: clutch thing, um, uh, I, oh, I one more thing. One more thing I was gonna mention about the, the before you add that in there was was that for ninety five dollars you get that and you get a v- exclusive vinyl of the actual show you just watched. Oh so, right. Yeah. With a shirt and with a thing, I mean that's a reasonable price for a one-time event. I think for two fifty and the
1: thousand-dollar one, Kiss gives you vinyl. Oh. okay. No, again, from the vinyl end, that's kind of enticing. But the fact that the, the, the actual product, I'm just not interested in. But you, but right. yeah, and uh, well, even look, we were just talking about Striper earlier. They are doing every record. In, in a streaming event, and I believe it's 15 or 20 bucks for those two. If you're a Striper fan, really? that's... Bon Jovi just played his whole new piece of shit for free. Alright, well, we're getting back to the list here, uh, and, and not vomiting in my backyard at 11 o'clock in the morning. Sure. Um, this is a band that I got into just this year, but they actually have a, 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 a bit of a back catalog, so... One of the, you know, you know how much I love that when you when you find a band that's new to you and then you get to kind of go back and dig through their old records and, 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 you know, experience more of it. But they had a brand new album out this year. Uh, um, I think it was midsummer, something like that. Uh, Haunt. Have you heard of Haunt? I have heard of them. I have, I have
0: not checked out their albums, but I've seen... They're recommended by Joey Hady, so I should probably should check them
1: out. <laughs> he might have been where I got it from. It was definitely on the I Am uh, uh, Vinyl group. Somebody was sharing it. See? Um, and th- they described the music a little bit, and it's kind of up my alley. It's a little bit of a stoner rock, a little maybe a little more polished than, than somebody like uh, Fu Manchu, who I also love. Um, but... Yeah, this is a, this is a really fun band, and they've done a lot of cool stuff. I'm actually uh, I'm glad that we one of the 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 benefits of doing this list. This reminded me that I hadn't bought it yet, so that is now on its way on a copy of the latest album, Flashback, on some beer can colored vinyl. Um, so I, I'm looking <laughs> forward cool. to that. But yeah, this is a just a, a really fun band, kind of a one trick pony. You know what I mean? Kind of like ACDC or even Phil Campbell, uh, where you, you're not going to they're not going to use a lot of colors in their palette. You know what I mean? They're, they're just going sure. to, but, but it's real consistent. And this album, I, I believe, it's probably my favorite of theirs, but I'm a, kind of a noob, so I, I shouldn't really get too deep on that. But yeah, uh, the album is called Flashback, and, and, and if you don't have any more to, to say in it, I would say uh, the title track is probably my, my favorite so far.
0: Right, my number three is one that I absolutely trashed on our vinyl vinyl uh, episode, as far as the vinyl hmm. um, quality, and that is Marilyn Manson. We are chaos. Wow, this high, huh? Oh yeah. And um, as I mentioned another time, he collaborated. All songs are written by by uh, Manson and Shooter Jennings. That's it. The band is some random people I've never heard of. So it is a, a pure like solo project, I guess. Uh, if you want to think about it that way, I'm not sure if he's used a, a bunch of different musicians in his last couple albums or not. Do you, do you know?
1: I haven't. You know, I thought for a little bit he brought. Uh, I. You know what? I haven't really kept up. I. I wouldn't. I'd be guessing. Gotcha.
0: But um, I really like this. This is what what I was expecting from listening to uh, Shooter Jennings, uh, one of his like odd projects that he did that I won't get into right now. But but um, yeah, if you're gonna get this, just don't get the vinyl. But the but the. The, it has one of my favorite songs of the year on here, but this is what I'm talking from an album. When I listen to this, I, I listen to the whole... Like It just flows. It's it's not a concept album, but it's his best work since Mechanical Animals for me. So I've kind of already touched on these points in the last episode, so we won't go too much into it.
1: Um, but, I, I will say this. I, I, this was one that was in and out of my top ten, so it was close. Uh, I think it's a solid record, uh, a bit of a return to, I don't know, some consistency anyway, but...
0: Yeah, you have things like, that's, that's been my, my thing, is I just haven't liked it, an album in full since, since that. It's 10 tracks. It's maybe 35, 40 minutes. But they have, the other thing is, is that if you're a big anti superstar or, I don't know, Holly, Hollywood or Hollywood or whatever that is, you might you you're probably not going to like this album. If you like mechanical albums you will. Uh, uh, each track on each, like track one, Infinite darkness. That, that it almost made me turn it off. That little ridiculous rant he does in the beginning. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I do. Yeah. A bee in flowers. Like what the hell is this? But uh, there's another one that probably the first song on the album was one of my 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 least favorite, like the Local H one. But uh, no, I I I really enjoyed it. And the song that I mentioned was was one of my favorites for the year. It has a line in it: an ice cream truck in your inferno. I don't think anybody else can pull off that line but, but, but Manson. And that is the one of the singles, Don't Chase the Dead, which has an awesome scream in the beginning of it.
1: Number two. I think this one might uh, surprise you a little bit. For Because I don't think I've talked about this at all. It's a record that I forgot. It came out earlier in the year. Uh, but I really dug it at the time. And I always meant to feature something on it on the show. But it just kind of went by the wayside. So glad that I, I pulled this back out. Because this is one of the better records on. And this one was easily going to be in the top three once I, I pulled this back out. Because there aren't too many weak moments on this. And this is the Atomic Bitch Wax. With the album Scorpio. Huh. Um, I don't think if you ever mentioned them at all. I, exactly. Like I I I I digested this record for a few days, and then for whatever reason, it just I never went back to it. Probably just sidetracked by other bullshit going on. But yeah, and, and the thing is that this has also kind of got that stoner metal vibe. Not quite as much, but they um I don't know. It's not easy to do instrumentals that are interesting for the listener, you know what I mean? Uh, and and they they have a couple of them on here that I think. You know they, they they kind of flow, uh, and and you know typically they they're, they're skippers, but they do a great job on the two that are on here. I can't, the, I can't remember off the off the top of my head what the titles are. I think uh, one of them uh, might have been Ninja, but um, I don't know. I have you. I'm I got this as a promo uh, from whoever is representing them when it came out. And I swear I'd heard the name before, and that was the only reason I checked it out. So I probably downloaded it and didn't even listen to it for a couple weeks. And then when I did, I was like, wow. And so, yeah, this is definitely something that when I came across it, I was like, I kept this is something I meant to bring up and talk to you, ask your opinion on that kind of stuff. So are you familiar with these guys at all?
0: I've heard the name for years, and now you're talking to me, uh, I see that they've been around since, like, 2000 yeah. forward but uh i've no, I, I can't think of a single song i've ever heard so what what are i mean tell me more about the band or, or listeners you know?
1: i don't know too much i mean they're they're a, they're a, a trio so they're like a power trio they're, they're new jersey based but uh this is definitely a band that has a back catalog i need to go visit but again uh just kind of like i said it was something that came to my inbox basically and it, the the name just like you said i'm like I should probably know these guys by this point. So, um, but yeah, this is a the solid album front to back. Um, also waiting on the on on this one to show up. I bought both this and Haunt on on Bandcamp. Um, but oh, cool. uh, Yeah, the so,
0: royalty free day, day too? That's kind of neat how they do that. Something it's
1: like, nice. yeah, I mean, the, the money goes almost directly to uh right. the artist, but uh yep. and and Bandcamp's been around long enough so it's You don't really have to worry about it being some kind of oddball retail thing, you know. I mean, nope. So, Uh, but you know what? Uh, As far as a track, I would probably go with uh, the, the the title track, Scorpio.
0: my number two is a band that I knew nothing about until this year. Well, I, I think I, I heard the name, but I hadn't heard any of their material. It's a newer band called Creeper and they have an album called sex, death and the infinite void. And I had heard the songs, Annabelle and cyanide and poison heart, uh, as singles. And I liked every single one of them. I was just like, who is this band? They said they're kind of, I would describe them as, uh, My God, there's a bit of the sun's like not a selling point, but there's a bit of meatloaf (laughs) (laughs) like like this Jim Steinem, like over just this larger than life songs. But but I guess on the previous release, they're pretty much like a punk band. So I don't know where where they made this transition. But this is a true album in the sense that it is a concept album. I have no idea what the friggin concept is, but they have like they I could do without a little the interludes spoken interludes in between. At first, but then 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 it made sense. But super catchy songs and, and listen, I'm just going to transition to to featuring. Stop talking about them. Just give you a song to check them out. I'm going to feature the song Cyanide. Before we go to our number ones, that um, there is one that was off off my list too, that uh, is basically just my fault for rearranging things too many times, and and uh, unless this is your next pick, Armored Saint punching the sky.
1: Well, that was one that didn't quite make the cut. Okay,
0: that that one I just wanted to give honorable mention to. Um, I think the first half of it is great. Yeah, it it, just it's kind of not peters, bad. Peters off.
1: Yeah. yeah, I really liked. Um, Honestly, you hands- probably could. If I, like I said. 4 through 10 could be 4 through 20, and it's about the same. Right.
0: Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. It's a quality release if you want to check that one out, too. If you liked, win's hand, win hands down. It's a lesser version of that, but it's still strong. You want to get down to some number one action? Yeah. You know,
1: uh, I I should do a little... Oh,
0: what before we go, too. I think it's refreshing that this year... We've actually given the, the audience more to, to you know add to their possible shopping lists or, or things to check out because we didn't have too many duplicates between the two of us. It's pretty shocking actually. Yeah, that's what you think? true. Yeah, no, that's good. I think we only had A C D C and Tyler Bryant. That's it. So well done for us for us being uh, consumers of a diverse amount of music that all have guitars and are hard rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I don't think my number one is yours. If it is, you've never mentioned this this record before. Uh, Go ahead. I have featured a song from this album on the on the show at one point. I can't remember what episode. But it's Michael Grant and the Assassins with uh, the album Always a Villain. Uh, huh. It came out earlier in 2020. Michael Grant, for those who don't know, which is probably everybody, uh, he was a recent guitar player in L.A. Guns. Um, uh, he was with the, the band when Tracy wasn't in it. And if I remember right, when Tracy came back, uh, he kinda hung, stayed in for a little while after that too, as, as kinda like the second guitar player to Tracy. Um okay. this you honest to God, Luz, this is your this is your bread and butter. This is your zone that uh just driving uh you know, balls-out Marshall JCM eight hundred guitar, you know, kinda I don't know, uh A C D C kind of kind of stuff like that. A little more overdriven than A C D C but this is definitely the the type of music that that a lot of stuff you'd uh, that you feature kind of gravitates toward this sound it's just wide open hard rock and roll uh, nice. it, it, it really clicks from beginning to end again not an album that deviates too much from the the formula that they're using but I I absolutely uh, think this is just one of the best releases of the year uh, had you heard of this at all
0: I think I've heard the name and that's it I have not heard just like Atomic Bitchwax these are two I'm going to check out yeah. and Haunt
1: yeah okay Um, yeah, but this probably is, well, this, I have it at number one. This to me is the strongest record of, of the, the 20 that I was kind of 20 or so that I was debating to, to make this list, but I don't know. I I, just great killer guitar tone on it too. It's recorded great. Um, I would like to feature the song barrel of a gun, the, the opening track.
0: Right. And what everybody has been waiting for, the number one album for L.C. for for 2020. And uh, before I even mention who they are, I'm just going to read something from the liner notes of the album. okay? And because it relates to bands that uh, well, I'll just read it. So it says we decided to to go ahead We decided to go ahead and release our album in July 2020 after a period of extreme turbulence for everyone around the globe because we came to the conclusion after days of discussion that people really need music and really need something positive to focus on to bring them through these dark times. Of course, we could have postponed the release, but we put our heart and soul into this album and we felt it needed to be released in the hope that it could go some way towards raising the spirits of our fans and maybe some other people too, and that is... No, no, no real surprise, but that is Massive Wagons with House of Noise. And that completely describes what this album does for me. It is a they could have just called this album Mood Enhancer. It's super fun. Um, it's it's I think it's similar to uh, cleverness of the lyrics like clutches in a different way. It's yeah, fun. Like, great it's, example. It's, it's, OK, it's fun. Like Turbo Negro is uh, for they me. They sound no, like Def Leopard. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! How many <laughs> references is that? I'm gonna put a little ding every time you say Def Leppard in this episode. But but the but yeah, I mean, listen, they, 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 there's there's songs where I'm like, you know, uh, professional creep that that are just they're just as amusing as they are entertaining to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 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 kind of the, that's them at their best. You know what I mean? The best yes. version of them, like you know. They kind of make you smile a little bit, but they're also just such good songs when they're when they're hitting there. So this would be the third double on the list. What do you mean? I had this at number ten.
0: Oh yes, yes, okay, perfect. So we had three total. You're right. Uh, but like they have a song called the Curry Song. What the fuck? And it has like a a metal like uh, uh, thrash riff in the in the middle of it. But that's a catchy song about how much the guy likes curry. Mm-hmm. But besides that, they have. I'm gonna actually pick one that's more of the the straight ahead uh, song that they have. And that is a song that's better than any, a, that's the best ACDC song I've heard in a long time, uh, not by ACDC. And that is the track that's just an inspirational song called Hero. <laughs>
1: Every time you get to the end of a year, it kind of gives time to reflect back on things that, that happened in the previous year, and of course, the people we lost. So we, you know, do you want me to run down some of the some of the artists of of our ilk anyway um, that uh, yes. that are gone but not forgotten? Um, as as I'm wanting to say, uh, so this is not a comprehensive list. So people, if I miss somebody, feel free to throw their name in the comments of whatever social media platform you like. Um, uh, well, Neil Peart, of course, from Rush. Uh, Reed Mullen, the drummer from Corrosion of Conformity, uh, back in January, both of them. In yep. April, uh, Derek Jones of Falling in Reverse, not a band that we feature, but uh, and a popular band of a note anyway. Of course, Bob Kulik, uh, uh, brother of Bruce and a pretty heavy contributor to uh, a regular punching bag on this show, Kiss, uh, he passed away back in May. Paul Chapman from UFO, uh, Eddie uh, Eddie <laughs> Trunk's favorite band. Jamie Oldacre, <laughs> who uh, apparently... A l- is largely known for his work with Freely's Comet, but I always thought he was more of a Clapton guy. But anyway, uh, he, he died in July. Tony Costanza from Machine Head and Crowbar. Uh, Martin Birch, uh, big-time producer, uh, worked with Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath notably. Another yep. UFO member, Pete Way. Um, Frankie Benally, of course, uh, lost his battle with cancer back in August. Uh, that's the drummer from Quiet Riot. Ozzy drummer Lee Kerslake, uh, um... Said goodbye to us on, in September, and uh, I <laughs> was there. Anybody I missed? Is there? Is there a name that should have been brought up? But uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, there it is. Yeah, of course. Uh, probably the big shocker that. Uh, it hit a lot of us probably harder than most uh and not 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 as a shot to anybody but eddie van halen his contributions to music obviously are just cannot be understated unless your name is billy eilish but uh so uh that there we go so if i missed anybody i apologize it's you know i i didn't put a, a life works of research into that but i just thought it was worth noting well done all right well uh so people who want to see our list just look in the show notes if you want to run down it um this is a lot of fun loose but should we roll
0: i think we should it's it's a it's a massive episode but i gotta tell you like i said before new music feeds my soul Baco. yep and i'm glad that there's still rock bands going out going out there and 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 putting their creativity out and uh Hopefully someday it won't be as underground as it is currently, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm hoping the McRib is still around when this episode comes out.
0: That's what I'm hoping, too. I'm hoping <laughs> that, that New Rock and McRibs are, keep keep things together. And, and also, I need you to work on the succession plan. Let's we'll, we'll definitely follow up with that, that later. Uh, I'll, uh, off, I'll make like, like a mic.
1: laminated card. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go more than too deep.
0: Oh, okay, good. We have, we have other plans. Like a flow like, charge. Uh, what's, that, what's that show, the, uh, the, Survi- the Last Survivor or whatever like that with Kiefer Sutherland yes, where the president yes. gets that's died?
1: Like, yeah, it's very much there. There you go. That's also the same plot. So
0: Okay, okay. that's the same plot. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, man, I think that uh, for me, I, I, I just, man, in, in short, come on. The Return of Live Music 2021. That has been a that has been a huge hole and uh, I know that both of, both of our lives and our listeners lives I would say
1: yes absolutely that's, that's uh, a- hopefully it, it will happen but I got a feeling we're probably still looking at summer summer um, and and you know what although if it means the motley Def leopard tour never happens maybe it's worth the sacrifice that we don't uh, uh, <laughs> although those robots they'll wait forever they don't they're not going anywhere I think that I think that once that news hit China they've developed the covid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and send it over. They don't want it to stop, come there. Stop. Yeah. They, don't want, they don't want the Motley tour to survive. I think that was the entire <laughs> beginning of everything. The virus was started by Motley Crue. Yeah. Fuck this whole thing about China. It's Tommy Lee's fault. Bananas. Yeah. Uh,
1: it, actually, it's just like some spores that fell out of Mick skin. This is... <clears throat>
4: Bananas.
1: I don't know why Netflix or Amazon Prime isn't throwing money at us to develop TV programs for them. I know. Doesn't that seem like the perfect plot for like a 10-part miniseries featuring John Cusack? Yeah, you could drag this out 10 episodes easy. Bananas. Let's get out of here, man.
0: All right. All right. Rock is not dead. If it was, we couldn't have this episode. Fuck!